0: Hey, business building warrior. How are you today? I hope you're having a beautiful day. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. I've got an episode that I think is really going to motivate and encourage you. I love when we get to do that with these episodes. And today's guest I'm going to bring on here in just a moment. His name is Will Abrams. He is a success story from the Proven Amazon course, which you've come to expect around here, right? That's what the vast majority of these episodes are. When we have a guest, it's a success story from our community. they built a beautiful business. But this young man was in a conversation with some other sellers one time, and they were all kind of talking about a similar challenge they were facing. And he said, I think I could solve that challenge for all of us. And that's become his business. He's not the only one doing this service, but he's the only one doing it the way he's doing it. And it's caught fire and he's helping sellers make a ton of money where otherwise they were losing money. He's adding convenience where otherwise the process was extremely inconvenient. And I'm talking about Will Abrams with Axiom. And what they do at Axiom is they take anything that Amazon ships back from their warehouse to you. It could be a customer return. It could be some inventory that sat a little longer than you were hoping it would. It could be an ASIN that's been turned off and Amazon says, hey, you got to take this inventory back for whatever reason. There's 50 reasons why something might come back from Amazon. Well, Amazon, by default, is going to send it right back to you as the address on file. But you can put a return address in there. And if you make these guys your return address, they're going to turn it into as much cash as possible for you. So you don't have to worry about returns. If you're an international student selling in the United States, You've got to have something besides your home address. Amazon's not going to ship it to you know, the middle of nowhere address-wise. It's got to be somewhere in the US. You don't want to pay the shipping to send it all the way over there, even if they would. right? So you send it to somewhere in the US and they liquidate that as best they can. And something I learned today that was very interesting, the vast majority of the time when that stuff comes back, it goes right back to Amazon again. Maybe it's a different ASIN or maybe it's inspected and it's sent back in because Amazon said it didn't look good, but it does. It looks great. So they send it back in 25% or so of the stuff that gets returned goes back. We'll dive into all those kind of details here in a moment with Will. But the thing I wanted to point out before I brought him on the line was just having relationships with people in this community, having conversations with them, using your creative talents and gifts and contacts, connections, even where you happen to live in the world, could give you a unique advantage that the rest of us just don't have, and you can begin to serve this community, creating multiple streams of income. Will had a forty dollars or $50,000 a month Amazon business. Like I said, he was a very successful seller. He could have stayed there and continued to grow. Then he started solving this returns issue. And let me give you this link. Write this down because you're going to want to check it out. We didn't mention it enough on the episode today. We should have mentioned it a couple more times than we did. Silentgym.com slash returns. Silentgym.com slash returns is a link to the discount that Will has set up. So you can check out his services for free, have some returns, go there and see if you're happy with how they handle them. It is a growing business. He's like he mentions on this on the show today. He's got 20 team members now. Very impressive operation. They'll sell your stuff again on Amazon if it can be. If not, they're going to sell it on eBay on your account, and they'll help you get set up with an account if you don't have one. They've got other options to turn those returns into cash in your pocket without it ever being a headache for you. How cool is that? I love the ingenuity of this community. So if you're new around here, a couple last reminders before we jump over and have a conversation with Will. If your business isn't at the point yet where you're getting returns, you need to start growing a business. You need to get into the number one e commerce opportunity in the world, from my vantage point, for someone who's never made money online before, this is it. Get into the Proven Amazon course. There's a link at silentgym.com to all of this, or just go to provenamazoncourse.com. You'll see for $39 a month, it's all the education you'll ever need. Another thing I want to tell you about is our upcoming conference in May. Will and I, my guest today, we talk about it a little bit as well. It's May 23rd through 25th in Orlando, Florida. We'd love to have you there one of my all-time favorite authors my favorite living author actually is our keynote speaker this year you can see all the details about that on the page theprovenconference.com come join us hundreds are already registered it will be a life-changing event with so many creative strategies for growing your e-commerce business 40 breakout sessions our guest today happens to be one of the sponsors as well we're so grateful for that so let's jump over and meet Mr. Will Will Abrams with Axiom Again, that link, you're going to want it, silentgym.com returns to get the details on this service. Enjoy this interview. So Will, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, man.
1: Good to be back. Thank you, Jim.
0: Uh, I'm eager to hear an update on what's happened since we last spoke. And maybe we can start with a bit of a recap if you're ready to kind of tell your story a little bit and then let's get into it.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I think uh, last year around this time was uh we did our our last podcast and a lot has definitely changed. Things have gotten busier, that's for sure. But yeah, I guess kind of just a recap on on my story. I would love to kind of give a start to finish. I found out about this community in 2020. I have an aunt who still sells on Amazon to this day. I think found out how through this community. So uh, she directed me to some of the courses. And I, I think I started with uh, maybe Amazon Basics or Amazon Selling 101, one of, those, one of those two. And yeah, just started selling on Amazon. I think at the time I was in college and working part-time, or excuse me, I think I was, I was working full-time. And so yeah, I was looking for something where I could bring in a little bit of extra income on the side and that's where it started. And it morphed into something that I, I really loved. I think yeah at at the peak, I was selling, I want to say forty or fifty thousand a month. I was doing a lot of dog and cat food and making great money doing it. I think I was somewhere around 30% ROI and I kind of just fell in love with it. And yeah, that that carried me through all of 2021 and 2022, just Doing it on the side, making extra income, and doing really well and loving it, and being involved in the community, um, some of the masterminds, all that good stuff. So, and then in uh, the end of 2022, I, I decided you know I wanted to quit my full-time job and and really make a run at starting a business and and employing people and and something just brick and mortar. And so, uh, me and a friend who you know has taken all the courses himself and is involved with the with the community decided that we wanted to start a business, and uh, around this time, my aunt who introduced me to this community, uh, you know, kind of said, "Hey, look, my my prep center won't won't handle my returns anymore, and and I'm I'm wondering if you could help me." She said, "Can my stuff come to you? You know, I'll, I'll tell you what to send in Amazon, and I'll tell you what to list on eBay, uh, but we'll go from there." Yeah, and I,
0: yeah, it's just to fill in the listeners for just a moment, when we say yeah. returns, you know, what, what do you mean returns? Just pretend question. I don't know what I, what you're talking yeah, about.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> a, a great question. So, yeah, I'm not talking necessarily about customer returns. We're talking about F, you know returns and removals from F, FBA centers, fulfillment by Amazon. So, yeah, uh, you know, that could obviously be number one. A customer return uh, statistics say that between 15 and 40 percent of all purchases on Amazon get returned. That could depend a lot. So if on you're selling. Yeah, if you're selling books, it could be ten or ten or fifteen percent. If you're selling luxury clothing, it could be forty.
0: So women's women's shoes.
1: huh <laughs> Not for the faint
0: of heart, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's I mean. not uncommon they'll order six pairs and return five. You know, mm-hmm. keep the one yeah. you like. You know, what are you gonna do with that inventory? It can yes. still be wildly profitable still, <laughs> but because mm-hmm. the prices all go up accordingly. Okay. But, you know, what are you gonna do with all that stuff? Do you want it on your front porch figuring it out? Um, exactly. Right. Agreed. And so that
1: that's obviously a big portion of it that we see is stuff that's unfulfillable. Mm-hmm. Um, things are coming back. A box is torn. Um, it's been tried on once. Right. I think those are called br- brown bottom shoes or some term for it. Um, okay. But these are items with you know still significant value, but just can't necessarily be sold on Amazon. So that's the unsellable portion of it. And then there's also the stranded portion. So you know, these are items that. Let's say you got gated in a brand, like you retroactively gated in a brand. Let's say you got an IP claim. Let's say you didn't have, you know, there was an issue with the listing. There was, you know, fill in the blank. There's a million different ways that something could get stranded. It could be labeled wrong. There could be a bunch of different reasons, but for whatever One of the reason. things that
0: happens to us, Will, is, you know, we'll get real excited about an ASIN and we'll order, you know, say a hundred units and then suddenly right. it slows down. Mm-hmm. Do we no. want to let it sit there and collect storage fees? No, let's bring it back. Well, do we want to bring it back and do something with it, or do we want to send it no. out to kind of liquidate it into as much cash as possible? You know, that exactly. that's considered a return in no. your world, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anything coming back.
1: Yes, exactly. Anything coming back. So, like you mentioned, that could be long-term storage fees, that could be a, a whole host of different different issues. It could be seasonal stuff. You know, you missed mm-hmm. the window for for Christmas and for Q4 and and now there's no reason to pay however much a month to store that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, a wide variety of stuff and that's kind of how we got started was it was actually in this community I was in some some mastermind groups and uh, we started doing it for my aunt and then she told a friend and then it was sent in a group chat and then it was sent in another group chat and all of a sudden we had 30 people who were doing this for 2 months later. So it's really grown and and it's definitely something that we have seen a real need for.
0: Yeah, that's tremendous. And, and I love just to make an observation for the listener's sake. I don't want anyone to ever be under the impression that we teach people how to sell on Amazon and anything else you do is kind of outside of the arena. We love right. starting people selling with Amazon, but you just illustrated a beautiful example of the doors of opportunity that open. You know, nowhere do we want to encourage people to say, hey, 15 years from now, you're going to be doing the same thing you're doing now. No, you're doing it wrong, if that's the case. Relationships, partnerships, creativity, solving the problems that you see your fellow sellers having. You know, the first prep center as a concept, to my knowledge, came out of this community because we had some international students who were like trying to find a friend with some garage space in the U.S. Like, hey, you know what? I could be that friend with some garage space, but how about I do it out of a warehouse And so we decided, what are we going to call it? Let's call it a prep center (laughs) because that's Mm -hmm. that's what's happening. We're prepping other people's inventory for Amazon. So just seeing those needs, being around the community, meeting those needs. And you guys, like you said, you're a year in
1: to this Mm -hmm. service
0: now. You're still selling on Amazon, but this has kind of become the way that you contribute to the community and you've built multiple income streams as a result. Just um, you know, so just fill me in a little bit how's it how's it going I, we check in from time to time but you mm-hmm. know just tell me how it's going and tell me how people can can uh find you as well so i'll stick a link in the show notes i don't happen to remember it seems like we've got a, a referral link with a special deal mm-hmm. or something maybe yeah. i'll read re, if you don't know do you happen to know that offhand no, i, of I do place? yeah it was uh
1: just axiomprepcenter.com backslash returns or actually is that right? I think it might be silent Gym. Oh, silent that's, that's it. SilentGym.com
0: slash returns is the offer right. you guys, you set up for our community. That's it. We'll stick that in the show notes. It's Axiom as the name of your business, <laughs> of course, but yes. yeah. So just fill me in how it's, how's it going? It's going great. You know, and
1: I think over the last year, we've made a lot of improvements that we're very proud of. You know, I think first of all, uh, the biggest improvement that we've made is we've given more control to our clients. So when our business first started, you know, we said, hey, we'll decide what goes to Amazon, what goes to eBay. There's a couple different reasons why that doesn't really work. Number one, you know, there's, there's a chance that, let's say, you, know, you promise to, sell, to not sell a brand anymore on, on, on Amazon. You got a cease and desist. You got an IP claim, whatever, that, whatever the case might be. Right. We don't always know. You know, some yeah. people are able to sell a brand. Some people are not able to sell a brand. The sure. last thing in the world that we would want to do is put your Amazon account in jeopardy.
0: So submitting inventory that had just come back because it was exactly. something you're not allowed to sell anymore. <laughs> exactly. And, okay. and
1: I think, you know, I think a- another issue that, that we've seen with, you know, whether it's a prep center doing your returns or, or other services, whatever the case may be, is it's hard to really tell what to do with a product unless you have seen pictures of it. Yeah, you know, because mm. Amazon is telling you that they've sent X product back, and a lot of the times that is not the product that comes back. I would say 25% of the time, what it says on the slip and on the removal order mm. is not actually what comes back to us. So,
0: as far you know, as the client, number of units or the actual product, itself? the actual product, is, really? especially
1: with shoe, especially with shoe clients that we see. So, okay, that makes sense. Of,
0: we don't do a lot of shoes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I wouldn't it. have experienced that. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I think it's called switcheroos in the business.
0: Um, oh, sure. <laughs> I've yes. heard the story. I have heard those stories. Yes. I sold so, them a $150 pair of Nike running shoes yeah. and I got back, you know, exactly. some Velcro yeah. slippers from, from Walmart. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoes are wildly profitable. A lot of people love it, but I don't like dealing with the returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is that are a lot of your clients shoe clients? I'm just curious. Yes,
1: yeah, so A lot of our clients are shoe clients. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a high return rate item, and, and it's something that people are very uh, open to buying used and pre-owned. So they do very well on eBay, and they get returned a lot. So mm-hmm. it is a big client of, of ours. And and just to you know finish answering your question, you know, just with that control part of the business, our clients get a view they get a portal um, and they can see each item that comes in they see detailed pictures in a professional light box they see an inspection a grading of that product and then they can tell us whether to sell that on amazon or sell that on ebay yeah they can give us the asin you know we need that asin to send it into Mm -hmm. amazon and -hmm. then for ebay they can set a listing price if they would like whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be so gotcha yeah, so that's that's a big improvement, and then I would also say, you know, I don't I don't think this is something that that we were onto the last time we spoke, and I, I don't think this is something that, quite frankly, frankly, a lot of Amazon sellers are onto, are the amount of reimbursements that as a seller you are eligible for. So mm-hmm. we just talked about switcheroos; that's a big one. So Amazon is supposed to reimburse you for those, of course, They're supposed um, to,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but but a lot of times they don't; they slip through the cracks. So. That's a big reimbursement that sellers aren't filing, and then additionally, uh, we file reimbursements for damages that happen during the return process, during the
0: removal process at Amazon. So, because right. we have received back, you know, large shipments of our own product, we send it in looking yeah. great, and they send it back looking like it got sat on by an elephant, and we're like, Right, what happened, what happened? guys? <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I guess as an example, a brand that got gated this this last year was Lancome. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lancome gets gated, no one can sell Lancome anymore. So we had thousands of units get removed out of Amazon, thousands of Lancome products get removed out of Amazon, and they're getting removed in sellable condition. Yep. However, by the time they arrive to our warehouse, the box is blemished, they've been stepped on, they've been thrown in the back of a UPS van, and they are no longer you know, off the shelf new. Retail so ready,
0: yeah, right.
1: Those are also reimbursements that we file for our clients. Mm. So I would say those are the two biggest ones that we file. There's a, a couple other ones in there that are a little more obscure. You know, let's mm-hmm. say Amazon removed something as expired and it's not. You know, let's say uh, they they told you they were moving five and they sent you four. Uh, there's there's a couple different ones that we file, but. Those are the two most common. And that's something that is completely hands-off. You know, our, yeah. our clients don't have to file those reimbursements. And to be quite honest, most of the the folks that we talk to, they say, I didn't know this existed. This mm-hmm. is free money. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. I'd say that's yeah. another big improvement.
0: I, I you know I, I even have a, a bit of a theory and see if this rings true. And you may have a better way of saying it because I'm not sure what your like elevator pitch is at this point. You've had a year to kind of develop it, right? But yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, if you're an Amazon seller and you've got stuff accumulating in a pile somewhere, mm-hmm. you'd be better off flipping that address to you guys. Yeah. You'd, you'd be making more money and you wouldn't have that pile anymore. You'd be making a lot more, significantly more money and you wouldn't have that pile okay. anymore. I mean, that's kind of, to me, that's the best visual that I can come up with. You know, it's like, oh, I'll get to it someday. You know, I'll have a yard mm-hmm. sale or maybe do some yeah. eBay or get some Facebook marketplace. Where, Like, instead of it even coming to you, just eliminate that from the equation and have it go to you guys, and I didn't even know you guys had gotten into reimbursements. Yeah. yeah. That's a no. great value add for your clients. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is crushed. We can't, you know, we can stick this in a sidewalk sale, maybe get two bucks out of it, but we're not going right. to get 40. Right. And mm-hmm. so let's apply for a reimbursement. And yes. Uh, and do you guys keep a percentage of that? Or
1: I do. We'll, we'll take a commission on it. And the, mm-hmm. the fun part about those reimbursements as well is I would say the, the vast majority of them are are happening on box blemished returns. Uh, Let's say, you know, it's the Lancome products we were talking about. Mm -hmm. The makeup's still perfectly fine and intact. Uh, Let's Mm -hmm. say it's a a shoe. The shoe box has been slightly ripped or bent Mm -hmm. or it's some sort of, I'm not going to say the brand, but final collectible Mm -hmm. little bobblehead Mm -hmm. that I think most people might know what we're talking about. But uh, we'll file that reimbursement and then we'll go straight to eBay again and and be sold. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of double double recovery there so
0: gotcha especially now i don't know amazon's policy on that have you guys looked into that if they reimburse you do you say hey keep it do what you want with it Is yeah. That, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah. cool yeah. okay i love it yes man. they don't like hey must destroy kind of rule <laughs> <everywhere. laughs> right good that it wanna blast it out to the masses you know otherwise but that's fantastic man i love it, it well done thank you yeah it just i love the the, the ingenuity of this community and how you know kind of just for a personal vantage point, how I have have this conversation with the leadership team all the time. All we have to do is introduce minimally viable concepts to the community. And then people way smarter than any of us are going to take it, shape it, run with it, compete with each other. The cream of the crop's gonna rise and these great ideas are going to emerge. We don't have to think of every contingency when we're developing ideas anymore because we just kind of lay it out there. And then great creative guys like you, Will, and your team take the ball, run with it, improve on the process. And before you know it, you know, you've drifted away from the basics of selling on Amazon, which is still a beautiful, viable business. We do it all day, every day here, but you've Mm -hmm. drifted into a specialization. uh, And I just love what this illustrates. I love what your story illustrates. And so share with me what you can about the numbers of your business. I don't know if that's like proprietary, secretive, or we didn't prepare beforehand, but like just put put it into terms some folks might understand. Like, what have you accomplished in a year? Like you know, how big's your team? How big's your warehouse? Mm -hmm. That's
1: yeah. So I mean, in in the last year alone, we have processed sixty five thousand returns and removals. That's units. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a big jump from twenty twenty two when we were hanging out in a garage, kind of brainstorming what we could do with these shoes. But that's a big deal. We also just moved into a newer space to accommodate just the influx of clients that we've had. I would say we have clients and probably 20 different countries across the world. That's, you know, I think especially for international sellers, for sure. our service is a, is a no-brainer. They don't have yeah. much else to do with their It's inventory. a must-have.
0: It's a must-have, unless they happen well. to be a prep center that, that would handle this for them. But this is such a specialization. No prep center pops into my head that handles all of it. We got prep yeah. centers that specialize right. in merchant fulfill. We got prep mm-hmm. centers that specialize in typically the FBA stuff, which, are, you know, that's right. what most of, the, all of them do. And then we got ones that specialize in returns, but I'm not aware of anybody that does it all at a high level, not right. yet. <laughs> but right. there's, it's such a blue ocean that's continuing to expand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that guy will emerge at some point. You know, that service is going to be out there, but there's a few hundred prep centers at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. There's very few doing the specialization that you have. Great. With, right. uh, you know, are you aware, and you know, not to name your competitors, we're not going to do that right now. This is mm-hmm. your story today. But does anyone else handle reimbursements like that? That you know of uh,
1: in the industry? Not that I know. You know and, and I haven't heard of that. About, no, no. We've spoken about some, you know, some different competitors. And again, not the name names. No one does exactly what we do.
0: Yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, you're you're that, differentiating yeah. yourself. And you're coming out from the uh, angle of a successful Amazon seller. You were at a $50,000 a month level before this opportunity approached you. You could very easily still be there or, or far higher, mm-hmm. but you saw the opportunity. You drifted into it. You're serving with excellence. And right. I love it. How big is the team now?
1: Uh, we're up to 20, 20 people at our really location. See. And yeah, and, and I guess just to kind of dovetail on what you were saying, you know, I think from my previous Amazon experience, anything that I could do to source as much as possible, you know, I think that's the the big value add that we have for our clients. It's, it's I think the dream for me when I started an Amazon business was how, because, you know, we're talking about, and I think this has a lot to do with the return problem. What's so cool about these Amazon businesses is there is no physical infrastructure. You know, you have someone else doing your prep, you have someone else doing your storage, you have someone else doing your shipping, you have someone else doing your returns, you have someone else doing your manufacturing. And so, what was amazing about my Amazon business was I was able to run it, you know, from my tiny, you know, one-bedroom apartment while also in college. I didn't have to deal with all this inventory. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, returns become a big issue when you're in that one bedroom apartment or your garage yeah. is full or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I, would just say that's, that's probably the biggest thing that we do for our clients is how do we help you spend as much as time as possible doing what is actually making your business money, which is yeah. sourcing. It's not dealing with these returns and removals coming from
0: Amazon. Right. Finding great new ASINs to test. But even right. that part can be automated and trained and, <laughs> you know, we've got right. plenty of people now. I love, I, we've got to watch, I've had the opportunity to watch this, Whole concept mature over the past, say, I don't know, seven, eight years. The the replen specifically, you know, there's dozens of ways to use Amazon. I would say even more than that, ways to use Amazon to make great income. But specifically, the the place where we start all new sellers, it's kind of matured and expanded to the point where it can be, such as episode 754 with Kang is my latest recent example. He's got a, a three million dollar business. He doesn't do anything except check his stats. He's got Mm -hmm. a team that sources, team that preps, team that handles all this, you know, it's all handled by other people. He checks his stats. He's trained someone else. So when I say the key to automating a process and creating a system is only doing the things that only you can do, he slowly stepped away from every piece of it and built an incredible business. And there's nothing that only he can do. He has his team in place for all of it. And this Mm -hmm. this is one of those steps, right? Um, is, is there anyone that this isn't a good fit for? Like, do I need to be at a certain size before it makes sense? If I'm only sending you like three things a month, are you like, oh my gosh, this guy again, right? Like, <laughs> is there a size yeah. limit here? That's um, a good question.
1: It's it's not necessarily a, a size limit. It's, you know, there are certain categories that we do better with and certain categories that mm-hmm. we, we don't do so well in. So mm-hmm. I don't think that that bars folks from using our service, but... I think what is important is to pick and choose what comes to us. So, yeah, I think a lot of the businesses that we work with are fairly hybrid. You know, we'll have someone who does twenty percent grocery and sixty percent clothing, shoes, and apparel. You know, the last twenty percent is health and household, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, as an example, grocery is not is a category that we just don't do well.
0: So, yeah. I don't know if anyone does. I don't know how you could. Because by the time you really got a could. grocery return, man.
1: Yeah, you get one chance at it. You get one chance at selling grocery
0: Uh, expiration dates. To state the obvious, yeah,
1: exactly. And then, additionally, you know, sale price of items is is important. If you're selling an item that that sells brand new on Amazon for eight, nine, ten dollars, eleven, twelve dollars, and it's coming back as unsellable. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't come to us, nor should it come to you. It, it shouldn't come to anyone. It should yeah. be disposed of or liquidated. At
0: Kill Amazon. it with fire, right where it sits, man. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's it not worth
1: anyone's time. It and, costs and,
0: you more than nine bucks to ship something twice. I don't care what it is. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> just
1: the they're shipping. Just, yeah. yeah, and so there is that that category. We, you know, we tell people we want you to make money. So don't set, Do not send us those items. Mm-hmm. So for the vast majority of people. You know, twenty percent of their inventory is is stuff that just shouldn't be dealt with. It should be liquidated or disposed of in Amazon. So that's a a big disclaimer and something we like to bring up a lot on on the front end. And, and some of our bigger clients pay virtual assistants to come through their returns and removals and pick and choose what comes to us. And some people do it on their own, but it's an important part of dealing with
0: mm. your returns. Sounds like a service you could offer actually.
1: Yeah. We've thought about it.
0: If you're we looking have. to expand your services, yeah. you know, pay someone, charge me a few bucks and you'll go through and go, here's the stuff we just don't want. And here's the stuff yeah. that that we should take. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you probably know more about this than I do this stuff that you don't want. Like I still got to do something with it. Hmm. Can I instruct Amazon? How, how much do you know? I've never, let me, let me restart and rephrase my question. I haven't heard a success story yet from someone saying, Yeah, I just had Amazon liquidate it for me and mm-hmm. they sent me a check yeah. and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard yeah. that story yet. Are you hearing any of it. those yet? Or like- so I'll
1: say this to be fair, Amazon is definitely trying. They just rolled something out called Great, Great and Resell. It's almost like they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to deal with this problem, but I, I think they're just having a lot of trouble. And additionally, they're under a lot of fire. They have been environmental concerns about burning excess inventory and too much stuff. Literally, they do the have to burn some yeah, of it. Yeah. Which is crazy <laughs> to think about um, from a
0: non-Amazon... I was joking uh, when I said, kill it with fire. It's only $8, oh, but you're, you're, wow. they, I didn't realize that. That's hilarious. Yes.
1: yes. And so uh, it's a big issue for them. And, and so... Amazon liquidations. I I wouldn't say I've heard a success story either. As number one, if it is eligible, which that's a big if, uh, you're going to get five to ten percent of your sale price new. So right. if it's a fifty dollar item, it you know it, it's just and, and that's if it's eligible in the first place. So mm, a few uh, bucks. yeah, a, a few bucks that's at best. at most. And yeah. but it's better than paying the cost to ship it and. Mm-hmm having to spend any time dealing with it if it just Mm -hmm. isn't worth it so yeah
0: okay yeah gotcha yeah but that is the other option for those Mm -hmm. low-cost items that you just can't do anything with and what what percentage would you say of of what you bring in is still kind of sitting around and like what is that i i almost imagine that there would have to be some kind of like tier a tier b tier c okay it just got here this is gonna sell Mm -hmm. love it everyone's gonna make money and then, okay, if it doesn't, it moves to tier B and like, okay, time for Facebook marketplace and a sidewalk sale. And then we got tier C, it's like time for the dump, got some bad news for everybody. Like <laughs> break that down for me a little bit, not to nerd yeah. out too much, but I'm oh, just yeah, curious a, you know, when we're playing with yeah. thousands of dollars worth of my inventory, yeah. if I'm, let's say, you know, a, a high yeah. multiple six-figure seller, these yeah. things matter. Like what's the yeah. process how does it take to play out? Just you've, you've got yeah. enough data now to get a feel for this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: so I would say the number one grade A is, is Amazon. So we send a ton of stuff back to Amazon. I, I, I can understand that being a little bit counterintuitive if, if maybe you're a new seller. Mm-hmm. But it, we send a ton of stuff back to Amazon. Maybe Amazon removed it because they said it was unsellable for whatever reason. Turns out it's not. It's new. can be sent back in you know, you, you mislabeled it and it needs to come back before going back in. There's, there's a bunch of different reasons, but
0: so if you had to put a percent on that, how much of it just goes right back to Amazon? If you had to I would totally
1: say yes,
0: 25%. That's way more than I was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's
1: great. Say, yeah. And again, especially with a lot of shoe folks, Yeah, this is something we are wanting to roll out to all of our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anyone is a shoe seller and feel free to ask us about this, because it's something that we can accommodate Is Reboxing things and sending it back into Amazon. So, you know, we've heard from we we've heard from a lot of sellers. Hey, this is how I've been dealing with my returns. Can you guys do this? And kind of that's part of how we've improved on our service over the last years. Is hey, I do this. Hey, I do this. Can you do this? Can you do that? And so one of those things is let's say I'm selling a brand new Puma shoe. Send it in. Someone tries it on once. Gets sent back. Maybe, maybe they don't even try it on. Maybe they just send it right back. Box is a little bit damaged. Uh, we've seen you know, great success with just putting that in a cardboard Amazon box and sending it back in. Um, Amazon seems to be completely fine with that. And that's something that some of our clients would like us to do. So that's there are cool. a couple of different, couple of different things like that. It's relabeling. Maybe it's reboxing. Maybe Amazon just made a mistake. Maybe that listing got taken down and it's hey, here's a new listing for There's it. There's a new ASIN that it should go to. Yep. Yeah. Or you know it got automatically removed for long term storage fees. Sometimes folks just you know hey I wasn't I wasn't as on top of, of repricing that item as I needed to be. Let's mm-hmm. send it back in. I'll yeah. reprice it aggressively and we'll get it sold. Yeah. So that's that's option one. You're going to get your most money out of going straight back into Amazon. So and then it, as it comes to eBay, you know I've I've been consistently shocked over the last year year and a half as to how much how successful eBay is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, frankly, I had never bought something on eBay before starting this business.
0: Yeah. Never. They're they're the number two, number three, depending on where Walmart is at any given time player in this space. A lot of people get on there. Nowhere near as much as get on Amazon for sure. eBay plus Walmart is still tiny Mm -hmm. compared to Amazon, but there's a lot of people very loyal and you can get a, you know, they know they're going to get a deal and, Mm-hmm. So you've got a pretty good reputation score in your store, which I'm, is another advantage. I'm assuming, you know, like if someone's never sold on eBay, your reputation score is pretty low. I have an advantage. I've been selling on eBay, I think, like 24 years or something. My score mm. is ridiculous. That's great. Right. right? Yeah, that's so right. I, I've got one of those accounts that mm. it's a lot of love from the algorithm, and sellers right. have a lot of confidence. So that's another advantage you have that maybe someone who only does you know three things a year on eBay they don't have. That. You
1: know, that's a good point. And it, you know, we've toyed around with that idea, but. I think our our clients really want their inventory to continue to be theirs throughout the whole process. So
0: you list it on their account whenever possible. We list it on their account. (laughs) And
1: there's a couple of different reasons for that. You know, if we're paying people out Mm. every year, I don't want a 1099, 200, um, however many different people. And and there's there's a bunch of issues like that. Um, Okay. So it's on, you know, clients' individual accounts. And I think we've gotten pretty good at, here's the best way to start an eBay store and kind of get it rolling.
0: Um, yeah. So you even helps some people start and get making sales on their own account. You've helped
1: a ton, a ton of people. Wow. And that's a, I would say if we had a page of FAQs, that's the most frequently asked question is, Hey, I don't have an eBay store. Can I still use your service? Yes. Absolutely. We yeah. can help talk you through that. And I would say, you know, eBay's promoted listings that has, I think, come a long way from, yeah. from everything I know. And so, you know, we've seen people get eBay stores off the ground with, with a lot of success.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. I love it. That brilliant solution. And that's where we at? about 75% of the inventory at this point kind of moves one of those two Mm -hmm. channels. I'm guessing. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so you get 90, 90 days to sell your, your product on eBay. Mm -hmm. um, If it does go to eBay and you can, you can pay to have it stored for longer after that, if you'd like. Okay. And we see the vast majority of things sell throughout that 90 days. Uh, And then at the end of that, you can also turn it into an auction if you would like. Uh, that's something we see a lot of our clients do. I'm going to set a minimum price here, uh, so, so I'm not you know losing money on my shipping label, and I'm going right. to turn this into an auction, and we're going to get it sold. If I make a dollar, if I make two dollars, so be it. So, you know, that's I would say how the vast majority of our products go is is it's either going to sell on the front end, or you're going to auction it at the end, and then if for whatever reason it doesn't sell on an auction. You know, we can donate it. We can do whatever mm-hmm. you'd like with
0: it. And that's that's what we get from a lot of our clients. That's so cool. Brilliant model, man. I love it. Thank you. And in this rapidly expanding market, you know, just the number of solutions like this, that are just sitting out there for people to jump on. And it's yeah. a matter of, and I love how your story started. We kind of flew past this part, but mm. you're having conversations with other sellers. Yeah. How's it going? What do you need? Mm. You know, what service could I tack on here? And of the dozens of services that are provided now for Amazon sellers, they all started that way. And some people still sell on Amazon. Some people don't, but in, the, in this expanding arena, there's a need for all kinds of talents and services and, and a uh, unique you know, software solutions and things that we've seen emerge. I mean, it's, well, when I started into this, uh, you know, 14 years or so ago selling on Amazon, I would venture to say that 95% of the services and tools and, you know, just the things that exist now to support. So they didn't exist. You were doing it all. Mm-hmm. Like with eBay, you did it all. <laughs> you you sourced it, you stored it, you shipped it to the mm-hmm. customer when it sold. Yep. If it came back, you dealt with the return. Like you better have the space in your house.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's what Amazon just opened up this whole arena of possibilities where we can kind of support each other's businesses by specializing mm-hmm. in different ways. I just love that about this right. business. Yeah. Very creative. Well, was there anything else on your mind that you wanted to share? I do know we need to mention you're going to be at the conference. Thank you for being a sponsor this year, by the way. TheProvenConference.com is the website. So Will and some of his team are going to be there. You bring in your family. We're right next to SeaWorld. Uh,
1: You know what? I haven't even thought about it. I'm sure they would be interested.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Got to bring them along, man
1: yeah Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. it's a it's uh, a walking distance just across the street we got discounts with the the resort we're out there great room rates man Mm -hmm. it's a very very kid-friendly place too if anyone on your team wants to bring some kiddos man Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. but uh yeah but anything else on your mind um as we start to wrap this one up just
1: you know always always gratitude for the for the pack community it's it's where i started and it feels great to be able to continually give back to the community Um, and i think something that we had talked about just uh just a special discount for for Pack community members. Um, if you follow that link, we'll we'll waive your first month flat fee. It's just something to you can kind of get a feel for our service. Take a little look at our portal, have a couple things run through the system, and and see what you think. So, you know, we love working with 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 the Pack community, and we're excited to help more sellers.
0: Yeah, well, let's send you some more Some more folks you can serve and help them clear out their garage and not that's have right. to uh, be in trouble with their spouse yeah. for taking up all that right. space with the returns on the front porch. Agreed. And that's when we hear from a lot of people that uh, that's the point where we're like, yeah, you need to call Axiom. You need to get a hold of these guys. These stuff right. starts accumulating. Mm-hmm. You send in and it's come back. And like that yeah. pile, let's turn that into cash, guys. Right? We've seen some crazy stuff. I'll tell you for that. For sure. For sure. That first shipment's probably typically a big one right? It is. We see you all. Yeah. <laughs> do you take mm-hmm. stuff from like if I do have that pile, will you take mm-hmm. that or does it have to come from Amazon?
1: No, no. We we absolutely take that. We've
0: kind You'll of take the death pile. All right, man. An-
1: Anecdotically called called it a a basement pile. One mm-hmm. of our early
0: clients uh, mm-hmm.
1: sent us their entire basement, so that's been mm-hmm. the been the term for it for a while. And you know, yeah. I think for a lot of these... that sounds
0: like a correct me if I'm wrong. That sounds like a Leah thing. If I'm guessing, it, it
1: is. A, yep, <laughs> it is a Leah thing. I, I think you know. Recently, we've. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, I think folks in our community might might know about this, but Coach got recently blacklisted. We've mm-hmm. had Lane Cone get blacklisted. Yeah. And that's a lot of the kind of basements we receive is... Yep. Certain brands that a lot of people sell say, brands, hey, you can't sell that stuff anymore. A lot
0: of those A plus top tier, top mm-hmm. 1% recognized yes. brands, the brands that might have a commercial during the Super Bowl, right? Like, you know, you'll see them kind of come and go with their attitude towards Amazon. My favorite example really? is Nike. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I don't know, you probably weren't even selling when Nike did this. It's been several mm-hmm. years ago, but Nike swept through and said, no resellers on Amazon, none. We're going to develop a direct relationship with Amazon everything's going to come from Nike to Amazon. We don't need any resellers. Everyone went screaming, running for the hills. Oh no, this is a sign of the end of opportunity. And this has been like 10, 12 years ago. Within six, eight months, Nike flipped its decision, tore up the agreement. Amazon was thrilled. Nike was thrilled. It's like, let the resellers loose. Have you heard why? Why they changed their mind? No. Do you have a theory? Because a lot of people, until they connect the dots, are like, Why wouldn't Nike just want to keep all the money for themselves? It makes total sense, right? Well, the reality of what started happening, which is the same thing that's going to happen with Clinique and Lancome and Coach, they'll all be back. That's my theory. They always come Mm -hmm. back. And the reason is their inventory starts stacking up in dusty corners Mm -hmm. because now you don't have this army of resellers out there looking for opportunity because a lot of business is just moving stuff from a dark, dusty corner where no one can see it into the spotlight of people who want it right and nike can't do that nike can make shoes but they don't know how to tell this warehouse in the middle of nowhere that's got more product than it knows what to do with how to move it right nike doesn't know how to do that resellers do right so you'll turn them loose on this e-commerce platform and say okay you guys can resell the you know the models from three year ago that we don't even have anymore like if you can find them somewhere in some dusty warehouse you'll know, and it's a legitimate transaction. You can prove it's Nike. You want to be invoices and receipts right. and all that, right? Mm-hmm. You want legitimate inventory. But they they notice that just their sales, to make long story short, their sales slumped. Mm-hmm. And I can predict Clinique, Lancome, Coach, all these big A-plus brands, you know, with a billion-dollar ad marketing campaign, their sales will drop because their Amazon's not going to be performing as well as it was before because the only way for them to get inventory is to go straight to the brand. And they can't stock mm-hmm. all those ASINs that are now going to start to die. With inventory sitting in dark, dusty corners, which means retailers place smaller orders because they got more than they need of these brands. Mm -hmm. Right. So they'll turn those fires back on and the sales will pick back up again. And and they'll love resellers again. I've seen that cycle play out with not just with Nike, but with other brands as well. Typically it it doesn't go well for the brands that do this. So I don't want, the reason I point all that out is because I don't want people to think like, this is the trend, man, brands are shutting us down. No. Nike did it and then came back and they've been roaring ever since with you know mm-hmm. probably a million resellers out there putting money in the bank every month because of Nike, just Nike. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So just one example. I just didn't want to leave anyone thinking like, oh no, these big brands are shutting us down. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. turn it into cash on eBay, move on, find other ASINs, man. But they'll be great. That'll be, right. bad. That'll be yeah. bad. but anyway, yeah, great job, man. Looking forward to see you in May. At the conference, and uh, yeah, and if there's anything else you wanted to share, I think this has been a very informative chat. I think that's it. Yeah, excellent, man. Where are you guys located? What part of the country? I don't remember.
1: Uh, we're just north of Atlanta in Alpharetta, Georgia.
0: Yeah, nice central location. Cool. Very good. Yeah, we got about two thirds of the country lives east of the Mississippi. I started figuring out these kinds of things when I started mm. planning events. So mm. anywhere in that, like you know, Indianapolis, Nashville, Atlanta corridor right. man you're like you're you're right in the middle of the heart of the population mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. so a nice central location for for uh, you know as far as the fees for shipping stuff into you guys and yeah that's great man i love it well done awesome all right well god bless you guys good hanging out with you today yeah. will thanks buddy thank you Jim. thank you for having me Yeah. Good to see you. I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. If you enjoyed this conversation, maybe this is one of the first episodes you've heard of our podcast. I need to let you know that the vast majority of our episodes are interviews with successful students using the proven Amazon course to launch and grow beautiful businesses from home. In some cases, they go on to tack on other great opportunities like you've heard Will talk about today. But in all cases, it's students of our community who've built something amazing, and we love sharing those inspirational stories. So if you want more of them, Jump over to silentgym.com, scroll back. We're coming up on 800 episodes at this point. That's like 600 plus, almost 700 episodes of interviews with successful students from our community. We have a free Facebook group as well. That's about 75,000 members that has a couple thousand success stories in it. If you want to scroll through those for inspiration and motivation, we're here for you. And if you want to book a call with our team to talk about your e-commerce plans, here's a link. It'll be in the show notes as well, that you can go to silentgym.com slash book a call, all one word, and get on our schedule, have a conversation with one of our coaches and see if some of the things that we have to offer around here make sense for you. We'd love to have that free conversation with you. But hey, Will, one last time, say hey to the crew. Good job. I love what you've built. I'm a big fan and we'll see you in May. All right, my friend?
1: Thank you so much, Jim.
0: Talk to you soon, my friend.